All right, welcome into the very first reactionary mini pod. I, yesterday I talked about how me and Alex were going to do these, but because there's some breaking news today, we had to bring on Devin instead. Devin, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? So you kept texting me about this, like at least like a couple times a week. You would text me, being like, "What's up? What's the deal with Caleb Loner?" And I had to keep telling you, like, "Don't worry, like patience." Like, well, I think the last one I was just like, patience is key or something like that. Like, it was the last text I sent to you about it. But uh, finally tonight, we have Caleb Lohner committing to BYU. Not any news that uh, anyone should be surprised about or you didn't catch anyone off guard. Maybe the timing did a little bit uh, coming down on a Friday night at 6 p.m. Uh, luckily, we went a little long on the show today, our radio show today. We went like 15 minutes past 6 o'clock and then at like 6 13 or whatever it was, Caleb Lohner announced on Twitter that he was going to come to BYU. But so we were able to snag that. We got the content out. But now for Beehive Sports, we want to talk a little bit about kind of the Caleb Lohner's decision to uh, be released from his letter of intent with the University of Utah and instead commit to BYU. Uh, again, officially announced this afternoon that he would be committing to BYU. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the tweet to get his actual, the message that he put out. Uh, to BYU fans because I thought it was an interesting message he didn't really talk much about BYU um, and really the bulk of his announcement was geared towards uh, the University of Utah so he says insanely excited to announce that I will be playing for BYU so excited and blessed to be in the position I'm in today ready to get to work and then he goes on to say I am grateful to Mark Harlan and coach Kraskoviak for their willingness to grant my release I have a lot of respect for both of them so when you hear his announcement and, you know, the stuff that he put out, what's your initial reaction to kind of at least his messaging there? Well, he definitely took the high road, I think, with that, that announcement, the way he said it. He gave uh, thanks to Mark Harlan, and he had to throw Kostowiak in there just to look good. But, you know, Kostowiak <laughs> not respect him, and he's probably not. He'd probably have too much respect for Kostowiak right now just for the – you saw the statement. I don't have it. By me, I'll see if I can pull that up, but keep going. Yeah, see if you can pull that up. But the statement of Soviak saying, but first off, I going back to you saying why I was just a little anxious because you know, we've been let down in the past as BYU fans before. So I think when when they, you know, uh, Salt Lake Tribune and all the other news outlets in Utah confidently said that he was leaving Utah to go to BYU, I believed it, but I think it just took a while for him to commit. Um, like you said, it's kind of a random time. And I think it just took a while even. It's been, what, a week and a half since they released his letter of intent? Um, it's been, like, almost a month. Or, really? It, no. It's, so it's been a month, I think, since it was initially announced that he would seek release. It's been uh, like two, almost two weeks since he was actually released. See, that's what I'm saying. So it got me thinking, like, maybe he was rethinking his options. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was going to try to go out of state or – Something like that. So, you know, first initially you get really excited as a BYU fan that not only does someone leave a program to go to BYU, but a player like Caleb Lohner is leaving Utah, the in-state rival up north, to come to BYU. So yeah. it gets you excited, you know, and, and, and I think it just shows where BYU's basketball program is right now. It's definitely trending up as compared to Utah, which, you know, is supposed to be in a different – a different stratosphere joining the Pac-12 yeah. uh, kind of. So, so I put out a tweet. When, gone down. 
So I put out a tweet when it was first announced that he would seek release from his letter of intent. And I just said, BYU and Utah basketball could not be trending in two more opposite directions. Because, right. uh, I mean, you look at the offseason BYU's had, it's adding Matt Harms, it's adding Brandon Averett, it's coming off of a season in which they were the number one three-point shooting team in the country. They were uh, picked by many to make an NCAA tournament run. And then you compare that to Utah that, you know, Booth Gotch enters the transfer portal and ends up going to Minnesota. You have Caleb Lohner wanting to be released from his letter of intent. Um, you have, I forget the name of the player, but there's another University of Utah basketball player who also is transferring. So, uh, Van Komen. Van, yeah, Matthew Van Komen. So, uh, I, and I put that out there and there was a bunch of Utah fans that were like, oh, and Utah still beat BYU. And that's a different conversation to have. But the fact is, is that if you look at just the direction of the two programs, I mean, Utah is having to close off half their stadium. For goodness right. sake, the top half upper bowl is being curtained off because they can't fill their stadium. Right. So the two programs definitely could not be headed in two more opposite directions. But so here's the statement that the University of Utah put out. Uh, we are obviously very disappointed in Caleb's recent decision requesting a release from his NLI. He said Utah coach Larry Koskowiak in a statement. However, we will honor his wishes and turn our focus towards the motivated, talented, and connected players and coaches that are committed to our program. So I think that's kind of <laughs> where I think some people thought he was taking a shot. The, motiv the motivated, talented, and connected players. So apparently, Caleb Lohner didn't fit into that. I mean, Caleb Lohner is obviously very talented, and obviously you have to be motivated to get to the point where he's at in his career. Right. So I guess the, the disconnect comes in the connection, in the connected players. Is that your, you know, is that what you read into that? Here's the thing. Here's the thing is maybe that's a reason why a lot of players have transferred out of Utah under Kristoviak's reign is because maybe he doesn't – you can't coach like you did in the 90s, right? Yeah. Once, someone, once someone decides to leave – because I promise you, if someone decided right now to like – for example, if Dallin Hall wanted to be released from his letter intent, of intent to go to Utah, for example, do you think Mark Pope would take a shot like that? Probably not. Probably not. He'd say, you know, best of luck to you. Sorry it didn't work out. Move on. Mm -hmm. Clearly, because you know Kristobiak would not have released his letter of intent, as we've seen in the past. You know Mark Harlan said, shove it. That's going to be terrible PR if we don't release his letter of intent. Go ahead, Caleb. You're an 18-year-old kid. Maybe you jumped on a decision too early just like many 18-year-old kids get excited because Utah has nice facilities. We've seen them. You go up there, you get kind of dazzled, and, you know, you see the fun that it could be, and all of a sudden, boom, oh, yeah, I want to be here. But then you go home, you're like, ah, eh, I'm actually liking what BYU is doing. Maybe I fit their system better. Maybe I like Mark Pope's coaching style better. So, you know, however, whatever made him change his mind, which many of the news outlets have said that it was playing style, I think there's a little more to it than playing style. Playing I think style it might certainly can be part of it. I think that's probably part of it, but that's not the majority whole majority part, but there's certainly, there's got to be at least some raised eyebrows when it comes to coach Chris Goviak. Cause, yeah. and it'd be interesting to have, uh, well, it'd be interesting to have PVD on and just talk to him. Um, just kind of about what it's like. Cause he's obviously a guy who played under Chris Goviak for four years. And so he, he loves it. He'll, he'll swear by it. Yeah. I've but that's, I mean, Parker's one of the very few guys that went four years under Chris Goviak. Right. So 
just to give the perspective of someone like Parker, who obviously played under Kraskoviak, knows the system, knows what it's like to play for a coach like that, because he's very intense. Like, I don't think any, everyone realizes how intense Kraskoviak is. Until but they're I, on the court playing. But there's got to be something else going on when you have guys like Donnie Tillman, you have guys like Devin Daniels. Uh, Christian Papula. I mean, he, yeah. Xavier ever something. You can I mean. go on and on about all the players that have left the Utah program under Chris Kobiak's watch. So there's something to be said there, but turning our attention to focus on how this benefits BYU, do you foresee Caleb Bloner being a starter this year? And what kind of impact does he have on the BYU team? I don't know about a starter. I still think that um, many people are going to be surprised by Connor Harding. Mm -hmm. I think kind of unleash him a little bit more this year and let him hit the gas a little bit and not play so, you know, reserved. So, I think he'll share time with Connor Harding. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter. I do think halfway through the season to the end of the season, depending on injuries too and what happens with the lineup, I do see him playing significant minutes just because he's already as big as the kids playing on the court. Yeah, I mean, he's 6'9", I think is what Steve Pierce of Vanquish the Foe tweeted out earlier in the season. He said said a little birdie told me that he was 6'9 in shoes. Yeah. So. so so that being said, I think that he will share playing time. And like I said, it's not only is he big enough, he's strong enough to hang with people right now. Mm-hmm. So I think he will get significant playing time, but I still think if he's playing, if they're going to put him at the same position as Connor Harding, I think Connor Harding's still going to start over him for the yeah. majority of the and, and, and why, why rush it? Yeah. Harding's he, already proven. He doesn't need – I mean, he's a great situation at BYU because, I mean – this BYU team is so deep now. I mean, this was a team that was looking like Gideon George could be one of the first guys off the bench just a couple months ago. Right. And now Gideon George is probably going to be redshirting. Either right. be redshirting or at the end of the bench. So uh, this BYU team is just so deep, you could probably field two <coughs> starting fives just on right. this BYU roster. So here's how I foresee the starting line <coughs> shaping up. So I will have Brandon Avery to the point, Barcelo at the two, Connor Harding at the three, Baxter at the four and Harms at the five. And then your first like three guys off the bench are probably going to be Loner, um, Richard Harward, and Wyatt Lowell. And then you have other guys like Trevin Nell, Jesse Wade, Hunter Erickson that are, you know, that are also really good players. This is music to my ears. (laughs) This BYU team is just going to be so incredibly deep. Hopefully we have a basketball season, right? I mean, I, I, my confidence level that college basketball will take place is 95%, but this BYU, still team, that five. <laughs> the BYU athletics just seem to be cursed in the fact that anytime things are going well for them, something drastic has to, has to happen. Something always has to happen. That, just like here. Cause now you got anyone saying, Oh no, they, did BYU even make the tournament? No, they were a freaking five seed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't give me that. <laughs> and you know, Jimmer and Brandon Davies being suspended. It's always something it's always something. BYU athletics. So, but always big news, Caleb Lohner coming to BYU. You can finally rest easy. You can sleep peacefully at night, Devin. It's and a huge get. I haven't put that. This is a huge get. And I think for the next three to four years, depending on how his career turns out, um, you know, barring whatever happens, mm-hmm. I think that Caleb Lohner is an NBA guy. Yeah. I mean, I think he de- certainly has the – the ceiling of an NBA player. He has the potential 
to be an NBA guy. I agree. He has he's a size with a three-point shot. Yeah. So I big big expectations, but I'm with you. What you said a little earlier. Don't he doesn't need to be rushed. BYU fans yeah. shouldn't rush him. He shouldn't feel rushed. Let him ease into this. He's it's a great situation this year with a loaded BYU roster that he can come in, play some minutes, but not have to be relied on to be the guy. And then yeah. he can become the guy, you know, a couple of years down the road. Yeah, let him let him let him learn from Harding a little bit on what it's like to play for yeah. Coach. Play. Yeah, you know, I'm with so. you. Huge get, great news for BYU. We're excited. Uh, this has been the first reactionary mini pod from Beehive Sports. So, Devin, thanks for going on this maiden voyage. Uh, Thank you. And we'll be back with we'll, who knows what other reactionary mini pods we may have between now and next week. But uh, keep your eye out I, for the Off Field Generals podcast. New one coming up next week. So, thanks a lot, Devin. Thank you.